Amused Boosh is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. Come eat this yeah. cheese. Come eat the cheese, right? Come eat the cheese. All right. Uh, welcome, everyone. Batch number 16. My name is Abby. My name is Jen. And this is Amused, Amused Boosh. Uh, Jen, I am so excited to introduce our guest for today. I don't know why you would be because it's not like she brought a huge platter of cheese, cheese. and delicious snacks yes. for us to... I mean, we're happy that you're here, Rachel. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Absolutely. So, Rachel Claybauer, you are here from Orman's Cheese Shop. Um, we have had the the pleasure of, of visiting the cheese shop, um, and I'd love to ask you just a little bit about, like, you, you know? I'd love to know more about, about you and how maybe you got started in, in the cheese industry. Yeah, because this is, like, pretty specific. Like, I feel like there's not a whole lot of people that I can consider, like, cheese-centered professionals in my, like, scope. Fair. So, I'm excited that you're here to to represent uh, the cheese world. And teach us everything yeah. about it. I will try as best I can. Yeah, so there aren't a whole lot of cheese people in Charlotte I've come across. People love cheese, don't get me wrong. Heard, yeah. But cheese-centric people, people who build their career about cheese, um, far and few between, but I'm trying to change that. Uh, so how I got started, I did not grow up eating cheese. Um, like as a personal choice? No, or? okay, so sorry, I did not grow up with fancy cheese. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you we were like, a craft shredded and sing American singles, singles girl. No. Okay. <laughs> She's like, not that bad. So, so no, we're not all I mean, the way to plastics, but we're not all the not way to... Not plastics. Uh, although Velveeta in my scrambled eggs was yeah. super delicious. So eggs. creamy. Yes. Can you imagine? <laughs> Yum yeah. and gross. Um, yeah. So I did not grow up eating fancy cheese, but um, came across it when I was working at an online grocer up in New York City. And... Um, what we were doing is building like the framework of how people shopped and found their products and wanted to buy things. So we were learning about cuts of meat. We would make uh, field trips to the Fulton Fish Market and go to uh, grocery stores. And the cheese buyer brought a spread of cheese and had us taste all these cheeses. And it was just so interesting to me. And then a couple of weeks later, the cheese buyer brought me a cheese that I really loved during that first tasting. And during the couple of weeks, it had ripened and developed a flavor that was so different than when I first tasted it. And I was so in awe of what cheese could do. And um, then uh, from there, just tried to learn as much as I could. The rest yeah. is history. <laughs> you took one cheese and you fell oh, in love. Yeah, what was it? Cheese. We have to, do you yes. remember? So it was called, it is called Parai, and it's a French sheep's milk cheese. Uh, it's brie-like and soft and creamy mm. and like creme fraiche and luscious and so delicious. Oh, funky. I, love that. I bet it's a little funky. Apparently it? it got funky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a little barnyardy. On <laughs> I love that. That's so fun. Yep. So now the the shop is named Orman's Cheese Shop. Are you Orman? Who's Orman? Orman is a uh, mashup of my grandmother's maiden names, Orr and Ryman. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to honor the ladies in my life. Um, so that's how we came up with Ormonds, and it's not Ormonds, it's not fancy. It's, uh, we had an idea of opening a um, cheese shop up in New York City, and we wanted to call it like Ormonds Beer and Cheese, but 
uh, that didn't happen. We came to Charlotte instead. Now, how and long just have focused you guys... on the cheese. Thank well, goodness. Yeah, the important stuff. Yeah. But so when when did you first? I, I I've been here for ten years, I think, and I I remember seeing you when I first moved to Noda at like the Noda Farmers Market, and oh, that would have right. been like close to twenty fifteen. Yeah. But when did you guys actually get started? We started Orman's Cheese Shop here in Charlotte in two thousand twelve. Okay, awesome. All right, yeah. right before I moved here because I moved here in twenty thirteen, and I remember seeing Ormond's as one of the the first places when I started like really branching out and discovering Charlotte because your your storefront is located at the 7th Street Public Market. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've just gone through a rebranding, so it's the market at 7th Street. Oh, oh. it's going to be so the hard. To, so same uh, words, yeah. different order, got it. Exactly. Let me just yeah. take that note. <laughs> 7th Street. Why did they what was the purpose behind the rebranding? Just trying to breathe some new life no, or I think uh yeah, you know, uh they been around for 10 years and just kind of update the brand a little bit. Why does the street get all the cred at the start? Uh, it's the market that needs all the hype. That's true. It's that is every, true. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Give well, it the we market. Were, you know, when we were there the other night for Raclette Night, um, spoiler alert, we'll come back to that. We were a little surprised by, and I know that everybody's sort of taken a hit from COVID, but I, I every time I used to go into that place, it was completely packed. And I know we got there sort of a little bit after 5 or 5.30, so it was maybe still on a week early night. on a weeknight. But I was surprised by how empty it was. Have, have you seen sort of a, a shift in in traffic since? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, there are no events going on mm. uptown, and the people are working from home. So yeah, our traffic has gone down quite a bit. It's so, me. Um, I'm the people. Yeah, we, have to, we have to work to bring everybody in, so we're trying as hard as we can. Yeah. yeah. And well, we're, we're helping. Yeah. We're, I'm hoping we're going to be <laughs> ringing the bell here to have people come out. And, you know, when the, the market starts having activities again, it's, it's so much fun. I mean, I've been to like swing dance classes there, like salsa dancing classes. It's been so much fun. Mm-hmm. And there's like jazz nights and like string quartets. Like there's a lot of there's really a cool really stuff. good wine shop. There. Yes, there is. And I and did not well understand cheese. its name. The assorted table. Sorted table is yeah, what I thought she, she said. <laughs> I was like, ooh, what a like cool, edgy, sexy kind of place. It's a ooh, the sorted shop, table. Maybe. Yeah. You're buying something else. Do what I can. <laughs> yeah. It has a um, wine reference, but not to infringe on anybody's actual um, copyright. So mm. they, that's how they come up with the name. Got you got to have got a it. good business model. Yeah. Or else you're going to get <laughs> Take it to court. But so I remember, you know, again, I think I bought some burrata from the Noda Farmer's Market and it blew my brains out. But what is what do you feel like is your strong suit here? If, if someone's new to Ormond's and they've got to try something, what is where do you recommend that they start? Because when we were in the other day, I mean, the, the counter that you have and the, the little glass thing is full of, of cheeses that I've never even heard before. Also, it's so, so freaking cozy. It's like oh you're God. walking into like this sweet little like store in France. It's like a little it alcove really yeah. and it's like a little cozy cave and I love it. So that's what I had in mind when we designed the stores to just kind of step in and be enveloped by cheese and all the delicious oh. things. We, yeah, overwhelming selection. Um, we have cheeses from small batch producers and so their names aren't recognizable, mm. maybe, but if you know enough to say like, oh, I like a Swiss cheese or I like a Gruyere, then I can point you in the direction of what you're looking for or any of the cheesemongers that work there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, our, one of our most popular cheeses is a truffle brie. Oh, man. Um, Shut up. Another cheese that we've had on the counter, which is kind of like my gauge of 
do you actually like cheese is prairie breeze cheddar. And when we were doing samples, freely sampling the cheeses, when I would come across somebody who would try like five different cheeses and say, mm, that's not what I'm looking for. Then I would step back and say, okay, let's try the prairie breeze. And if they told me they did not like it, I, not a I cheese person. Get out of here! Like I don't. Uh, I'm sorry. I There's don't know what to do. do. Do you get? You know? Do you get like inspiration? Did you go on like before the pandemic? Did you go on like cheese traveling and like tasting things from other places? Or do you stay hyper local to like the U.S. and, and providers here? Or do you do you import things? We don't do any of the importing, and I think that we are pretty hyper local um, to to the U.S. Uh, we do have variety of cheeses and how we do the sourcing is well what inspired me uh you know people always come up to the counter and they're recalling a a trip they had Mm -hmm. overseas and they're like I went to this little town and we had this wonderful cheese and do you have it (laughs) and likely no I don't have it because it's probably a local specialty and it stays right where it is but it only comes from one cow yeah. in Abruzzo. It's like <laughs> so, you know, I want to try and recreate that. Um, and the best I can do is think about uh, cheeses that are local to North Carolina and showcase those because we, we actually drive to a few of the dairies and pick the cheeses up. So the cheesemaker is giving me the cheese when they want it to be eaten. And so it's it's fresh. It's not sitting in a warehouse uh, with the distribution line coming over on the boat and just random wacky things happening with texture and moisture growing in places that we don't want it to. So Yeah, there's real intention there, exactly. which I appreciate. And now I can't stand to wait any longer. I think I have to try some cheese. I mean, so... <laughs> Dear listeners, what you cannot see right now, but what we will happily post for you um, to gaze upon is the most beautiful charcuterie board I've ever seen um, that Rachel has has graciously supplied um, to showcase what I think, I hope, are some of the... uh, the showcase cheeses that you'd like us to send our listeners to go purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Go buy and, the cheese. <laughs> go buy the cheese. But I'd love for you to kind of guide us through, you know, what we're tasting and, and, you know, I'll let you pick what we should start with. Okay. So, um, we always try and start with the, the mildest or the creamiest of the cheeses. There's nothing really too strong on this cheese. It's a cheese board. It's more friendly cheeses. Uh, we have cotton seed from boxcar handmade um, soft, creamy, brie-style, soft-ripened blend of cow and goat's milk. And this is from one of the dairies that we stop by um, in the Triangle area and pick up on a regular basis. Uh, then I would move over to the side here with the triangular slices. That's King's Ransom. And Love the name. I uh, first brought this cheese on, and when we first tasted it, it tastes like um, Munster cheese, American-made Munster cheese. So it's really friendly and approachable, nice sweet saltiness to it, but not not strong and stinky like a French yeah. Munster. And then we have an aged Gouda. Everyone loves yeah. an aged Gouda, sweet an caramelized Gouda. notes with all those crunchy bits this, in this it. This one here? Yeah, yes. so that's horned. Flavor crystals. And then, so this is really exciting to me. A friend of mine sent me a Rosamat, which is a very specific machine for one cheese that comes in from Switzerland called Tetamon. And so it makes these flowers. Oh, it's so gorgeous. So we have these cheese flowers adorning the center. It looks like almost like ribbons of butter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So that is what we have on the board. Right. And then there's accompaniments on the board and 
you know, you can play around with whatever accompaniments you want to, We're but we have like something juice. a little sweet, a little salty. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not sure exactly how to do, I just, I just put it right into my mouth, right? Correct. Do you want me to put, here, I'll, I'll send you, you a go. little serving. All right, thanks. Do you trust me? I, did I do my trust hands. you. I, you don't even like have to wash your hands. earlier today. And here's one of the, this is yes, the Yes, please. Lay it on me. Okay. Why don't you start with that? I will. Here it is. Oh, so exciting. Okay. Okay. There are some really cool, you know, I'm, I'm seeing all these amazing, the, the accoutrement on, on, the, on the board as well here. And when you go into Ormond's, you see a lot more than just cheese. There's like cloister honey and there are lots of little things that you can get to kind of supplement your experience. And I, and I love that. Tell me a little bit about some of the, the things that you acquire beyond cheese as well. Beyond cheese. Beyond cheese. Everything to go with cheese. And sourcing the cheeses were you know, wanting to be focused on people who are hand making something, something that either they um, took care of themselves, like the the animals that produce the milk to make the cheese, or they have a, a great relationship with the person who owns the cows and is tending to their animals. Um, yeah, yeah. Can, I'm just crunching over here. Holy shit. I, I decided to go straight on, on the brie before I moved into the cracker so I didn't crunch too hard. But well, I'm crunching. What so. I like about that is, you know, obviously it's so luscious and creamy. It's so smooth. Mm. Um, and I get what you're saying about like the barnyard flavor because of the, the blend of goats and cow, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and, and so normally for me, and I, I, I always love to tell people what I usually don't enjoy because I'll still try them, right? And things surprise me all the time. And generally speaking a chef is not like my jam, right? Or, you know, when somebody's, oh, like, let's put goat cheese on them. I'm like, mm, great, cool. Like to me, generally speaking, a goat cheese tastes like a goat smells. And I like to Man. be around their smells, but I don't like their taste. What I like about this is that it's not overwhelmingly like goaty. There's this, the little bit of that, like, I can I can sense the the like hay and like all of these little inspirational things that remind me of like a beautiful little agrarian paradise um, without being too overly gamey, um, which I really appreciate. I think this is a great cheese for for anyone, especially someone who like me generally would say they wouldn't like a goat cheese. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. No, so, it's really good. <laughs> what what I find is, you, you know, you might have all those preconceived notions about what you do like and what you don't like, but I appreciate that you're trying them. And then, for example, a lot of the blue cheeses that we have, everyone walks or several people walk in and will tell me they don't like blue cheeses, but then they'll try what we have. Yeah. So these are not cheeses that you'll find in the grocery store. There's um, a lot of care that's going into them and and love. Yes. Yes. It's cheesy, but it makes it... Di- oh, it's cheesy. Oh, my oh God. My oh, my God. I so thought that sorry. was on purpose. It wasn't even. I heard mm-hmm. it the second it came out of my mouth. Uh, I apologize for nothing. But it does sound cheesy, but that makes a difference, right? I think it, we've talked to many guests about this. Oh, we like the Munster style yeah. over here, King King's Ransom. Mm-hmm. I think whenever somebody feels passionately about what they're doing, even if somebody thinks that they don't like something... Once you get a sense of that passion, it changes the way that you perceive what it is that you're, what you're tasting and trying and you're excited about it. And I want to be excited yeah. about it. The more you know about something, the more you can appreciate it. And absolutely. I feel like that's absolutely true here for, uh, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, blue cheese is gross, yeah. but no. So I don't make any of this, but you know, there are people behind the cheese making something so amazing. So I get to share that. That's what I love. You get to monger it. Yeah. Is that... Do you, yeah, do you call yourself a cheesemonger? I call myself a cheesemonger. I love that. Yeah. I'm a casual cheesemonger in that I just buy a lot of it and put it on a plate <laughs> for other people to eat. 
Is that the same I'm thing? I'm a huge fan. That's the same thing, yeah. right? Not at all. No, <laughs> I'll have to show you. I So I just went on a couple of trips and um, acquired a bunch of cheese. So um, my family is, lives in the Seattle area. So I went back to visit. And of course, when we go there, you, you go, go to Pike Place, you go to Beechers. Right. So I bought, you know, a thank you, a smoked gouda. Um, you... I bought, you know, a sampling from Beechers and then um, just recently went with a friend of ours, Colleen, who's also a friend of the podcast, um, who we went to Columbus, North Carolina, and we tried a bunch of cheeses. Oh, um, at Looking Glass. Yeah, Looking Glass, yeah. exactly. So um, we we did a cheese, um, you know, plate there and then we we brought home a few for that. And so just this, this last weekend, we had a little shindig together with friends and so I just put all of this cheese out that I had access to. And She made and labels <laughs> and had recommended pairings. Mm. It was not a lighthearted cheese adventure. I'm a huge fan. Anyway, so I'll be interning with you at your earliest convenience. <laughs> How about I, next week? Oh, sounds great. Oh I, I've got We're to try coming into the holidays. <laughs> You're making oh, dreams yeah. come true right now, so be careful, Rachel. Tell us more about the holidays. It sounds like there's yeah. a rush. Do people acquire more cheese during the holidays? People do purchase a, a bit more cheese during the holidays. Absolutely. Um, Thanksgiving, um, one of my favorite Thanksgiving traditions is is not turkey, but cheese. Yes, please. Uh, I want this Thanksgiving. Season, seasonal cheese out in November and December is Rush Creek Reserve. And I so wanted to bring one tonight, but our first shipment sold out. What is oh. seasonal cheese? Seasonal cheese. So it is um, available only during a certain time of year. And the reason why this is only available November, December is because the cheesemaker is making um, his... his um, Cheeses from grass-fed, pasture-raised oh, yeah. animals. Um, in the summertime, they're eating only grass. And that milk is suited for longer aging cheeses. So that's one cheese he makes. Mm-hmm. The second cheese that he makes is the Rush Creek Reserve. And the animals are transitioning from grass to hay, which makes their milk richer and mm-hmm. fuller and fattier. Ooh. And yeah. better Just for like a soft, ripened cheese. So... Um, yeah, it's bound in spruce bark, and if it didn't have that bark spruce around it, the cheese would just like ooze all over the Ugh. place. Ooh. So my Thanksgiving tradition is to wake up in the morning and take out my Rush Creek Reserve so it comes up to room temperature. So when we're ready to eat it, you peel off the top and Ugh. scoop it out with a baguette. Oh, come yeah. on. It's That's what amazing. we're doing for Thanksgiving. No more Rush turkey. Creek Screw Reserve. that. I'm writing this down. Um, so this beautiful little cheese flour that I'm, I'm tasting. Yeah, will you tell me again? This, yeah, tell us again about it because what I'm getting from it, and Jen, let me know if you are getting it similar. It's almost like when you've blown out a candle, like that, like almost like a delightful ash kind of like mm. smokiness mm-hmm. that I really still like. still like a nuttiness in that. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Um, the rosettes. So this device called the Rosamat. It's so amazing. Rosamat um, 3000. Rosamat. So the, the Swiss have what they have raclette machines for their raclette cheese. They've got fondue pots for their Swiss and, and Gruyere or Emmental and Gruyere. And then the Girol, which is the machine or the hand cranked machine that makes these little florets of the Tetamon. It's a cylinder sized two pound wheel and, um, Doing this uh, shaving aerates all of the the paste of the cheese, and then I think that smokiness that you're getting is the rind. So you have mm. you're eating the rind of this cheese that's aged about four months. So there's lots of flavor development on the rind. Did you smell it first? But it's so it's so wet. thin. So this is washed yeah. rind cheese. So it's got. A little funkiness oh, to yeah, it, it does. right? It's so cool. That's a good funk where you're that's like, a yeah, great shit. just the smell on its own. You're like, oh, is that? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, get it in I'm there. here for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an incredible cheese. I think each one of these 
lends itself to a complexity that you may not have expected, but without mm-hmm. being, to your point, overly, you know, hardcore cheese person. Yeah. Like, you know, we don't, <laughs> you don't want to scare anybody away. Like this really, I think, opens the door. And I think having, I want to say, like when we went to Ormond's, we started out just in the shop, you know, before we, we saw you, you must've been in the back somewhere. And so um, whoever was helping us, I just happened to say, oh, Mimolette, because I, I've seen, I've heard about it, I, uh, and I mentioned it, and the folks that you have behind the counter are so knowledgeable, and they explain so much, and so, again, to your point, Jen, about the passion, and you can hear that and get excited about it, and to have folks like you who who really know what you're talking about to help guide someone through that process, I think it's just such a great experience. Like, don't just go to Whole Foods and grab a whole bunch and, and cross your fingers and hope for the best. Like, go talk to someone who can really tell you about that cheese and what you might like and, and maybe how you can walk yourself over that line a little bit and take a few chances that you may not have otherwise taken. It's, it's fun to try and figure out what it is somebody's looking for. And then when we do find it for them, the joy in their face oh. when they're like, oh, that's so good. I yeah. love that. But they come back and tell me what an amazing experience they had or what they paired it with and why it was so good. Yeah. And we, is- yeah. I mean, we have to talk now about what we did that for, which is <sighs> raclette. Yeah. Holy shit. So this- <laughs> I feel like everyone has seen the, the cheese porn that is raclette on like Instagram or yeah. wherever. But this was truly a sensual experience for me. We got to sit up at the counter, and it's a specific night, right? Was it Thursday? Thursday night. Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is reservations, correct? Yes. Cool. We might have room for a few walk-ins, but but don't count on it. Don't count on it. Mostly reservations. Get reservations. Get your y'all, reservation online. if you if you want to if you want to make sure you have this experience on a Thursday night. So we got to sit up at the counter. Where is there a specific name for the heating device? Raclette machine. The raclette yeah. machine. It <laughs> now, is. Wh- Okay, you described a bunch of Swiss like tools, and I'm, I don't want to get away from raclette, but like, does Swiss have like, like a handle on the cheese industry? Like, are they? Is it like the mafia and like the Swiss are at the top of this? There was a Swiss cheese union, which some people refer to as a mafia. Okay, yes. all right, Swiss, Swiss, cheese, Swiss cheese mafia, the seedy underbelly of the mm-hmm. cheese world. I love yes. it. Yes. My next improv team name, and yeah. and they did control of like what section of or what portion what canton of switzerland would produce style of cheese and if you lived in um uh the the area where they make emmental you had to make emmental nothing else this is champagne all over again so yeah this was like pre-2000 and so they had a lot of emmental and gruyere and so what do you do you have to sell it so let's make a whole bunch of fondue pots and that's why everyone in the 70s had a fondue pot and in the 80s uh is when the invention of the girole occurred they're like we have to sell more tetamon so let's create something to sell more cheese genius all right this was really got this but down ra- but raclette is more of an ancient sort of ancient old older dish so you would be uh, working the fields all day, having a, a dinner of potatoes, boiled potatoes, and bread. and My, my have, preferred dinner. <laughs> and you have some cheese, and you put it by the fire. It gets melty. And what do you do? You just pour that over to make the potatoes a little more palatable, not so bland. I love potatoes, but you know. I mean. Yeah, they the need potato- a little dressing up sometimes. Yeah. And so that's how this dish came about. And then, then the machines came afterwards. But it was very simple. Just put your cheese by the fire, get it melty, and then put it on the bread and eat it with a little smoked ham mm. and the potatoes. You're like yeah. this right here. Yeah. <laughs> just pulling prosciutto <laughs> and, off of this. And just to visualize this for folks who are not familiar with raclette, so it's it's basically like a big cheese wheel that's been cut in half, and then you're setting it up straight side up so that it can be melty. And then, you know, we've got some video. We'll put it on, on the Instagram as well as the cheese board that we have here. But, you know, they 
there's such showmanship in this now, right? That, and it's not like they're putting in a lot. It's not like a hibachi thing where they're ting, 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 you know, flipping around and stuff and doing juggling. It's just the fact that they're doing this very basic act that just looks so sexy. Now, here's what I was not prepared for. The sound. Right. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yes. The sound. Well, while it's underneath the little lamp, you can hear it sort of bubbling away and getting a little almost like crispy on the outside. And then when you pick it up and prepare to scrape it over the potatoes, you do like a little chop over the over the top of it in a few different places, and it just makes that little cracks through that layer that's been creme brulee or brulee. And I was just very viscerally unprepared for that because it did something to me that I can't share with our listeners. So should do a little cheese ASMR. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would pay for that. I sent it to coworkers the next day and said, "Turn your volume up because you need to hear what this sound was." It was just. Uh, just really viscerally outstanding, outstanding. Yeah. yeah, and then the flavor too. So can you? So is raclette one kind of cheese? Are there other cheeses that are made? Is it the way that raclette is cooked that makes it raclette, or, or like what is raclette? It is the the actual cheese. Uh, so raclette comes from the the word raclette, which is to scrape in France in in French. Um, but it's one style of cheese, and it has to be aged like three to four months. You can't have an aged cheese because its moisture content is too low. So this is like perfect balance of fattiness and moisture. So it melts really nicely and gets that caramelized layer right on top. Um, you can have Swiss raclette and you can have French raclette. And which one do you do? Which one? Oh, we do all the raclettes. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. There Don't are... get it twisted. They fucks around with all the raclettes. I'm all, I'm here for it. <laughs> American-made raclette Hell styles. Yeah. Uh, so in France, they'll do more traditional raclette, maybe wash it with wine or just regular raclette. And then in Switzerland, they'll add wild herbs or smoke it, um, red pepper or mushrooms. Yeah, they, they get crazy Yum. with their raclettes. Up on it. So we source from a couple different producers and importers that bring in all these different styles of raclette. So when you come one Thursday evening, you might have French raclette. You come back another Thursday, you might have the smoked raclette. Another Thursday, you'll have a raclette produced in Wisconsin or Vermont. So yeah. So, so you got to go every Thursday, yeah, I mean, guys. Yeah, you just have to take The experience will never be exactly the same. Exactly. And so the potatoes, I will say, were fantastic on mm-hmm. their own too because they were – what kind of potatoes do you guys use for that? The tiny potatoes? Yeah, the little baby ones. Yeah, love But it. like the skins were on but super thin, so they were nice mm-hmm. and creamy mm-hmm. and like just salty enough to not like – I mean, obviously the cheese is the star there, but mm-hmm. they were a great vessel for that. But then there's also some other like accompaniments – with it does that change does that rotate at all or is that pretty standard those are pretty standard always cornichon always baguette always um the lusty monk mustard on the side what does change every week as well as the raclette is the meat that we serve so you know one week we might serve a Toscano salami, like the one on the... Uh-huh. the oh, let me right sample that for you. I'm going to just, 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 just pass in the salami. Um, <laughs> or we might do speck. Um, yeah, so that will be different each week as well. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm, that, is so, that salami is bomb. Everything is so good, and we're just I chewing I think we had, like, this. a mortadella or something mm-hmm. last week that oh, was right. really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that one's from Wisconsin. Yeah, I love that mortadella. So folks can sign up to go visit the Raclette Night. Uh, they can get reservations online. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care feels like home because video visits bring my provider to me. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. 
schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care doesn't have to wait because after hours, urgent care knows accidents happen. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. You've got a website. Is it can people order things online as well, or do they need to come in in person? So people can order things online. Mm-hmm. My my website currently is uh, a little outdated and very limited in what we can order. Okay. Um, but that's changing very soon. Working with a great team to build an actual functional website where awesome. you can order cheese by the pound and have it shipped anywhere in the U.S. or, you know, pick it up. Oh, yeah. So our selection right now, we can, you can order Reclet tickets online and maybe a few things like that Rush Creek Reserve. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. great. Because we're going to be typing that in here. You can order platters online to pick up the next day or, or and whatever. And I strongly recommend that you do because these platters are killer it's, and so generous and beautiful. gorgeous. Yeah. But yeah, so just about everything in the store is going to be put online. So Excellent. Working towards that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. And so other than the, the store going online, what's, what else is next for Ormond's? What's next? Uh, so we are moving to a bigger space in the 7th Street, excuse me, the market ha, at 7th there Street. There we go. <laughs> We are taking over the entire back space awesome. in the market, so we will have a much larger cheese case. We will have a dedicated case for charcuterie. We'll have things to like grab and go. Um, we make some pretty awesome soups, so I oh, want those. We lo- we're girl. sluts for soup. We love I'm soup. A soup slut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're here for that. Okay, so come <laughs> in and wait. get some soup. I wish I'd known that. I would have brought some soup. Um, we'll come back. We're coming okay. back anyway, so we're bringing our partners, gonna, and we're I'm having a whole day. I'm going to try the other night. raclettes, so... Yeah, that would. Yeah, if I had like a. All right, so what's the best soup that you guys have? Like in your opinion, one of our seasonal soups I think is the best. It's coconut cucumber, and it sounds a little bit strange, but it is great. And you can it's it's good cold. It's good uh, hot yeah. or chilled, oh, yeah. chilled or hot, whichever way you want it. Well, that would have put me over the top. I think <laughs> if I had had that sitting next to my raclette. Potatoes. But you know, our tomato soup is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love tomato soup. Uh, yeah. Grilled cheese, tomato soup? Yeah. I mean, oh, gosh. Can we, we need to talk a little bit more about the other things on your menu beyond raclette night, too, because you have a whole spread, so you've got the shop, you've got raclette, but then there's this entire additional menu for people who, you know, like, if you're just grabbing something to go or whatever, you've got some amazing stuff. I'd love for you to share a little bit about what's what else is on the menu. We have grilled cheese sandwiches. Yum. Very cheese-centric menu. If you walk up to the cheese bar and want to order something, and you're looking at it, you've never been to Orman's Cheese Shop before, you're like, why is there so much cheese? I mean, I think they knew from the name Orman's Cheese Shop that they were getting into something. Some people people are a little shocked and surprised. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so everything that we have in the cheese shop eventually makes its way onto a sandwich. So, for example, our number one most popular sandwich, cheddar, gouda, pickles, and mustard, oh, lusty yeah. monk mustard, yeah. Wisconsin cheddar, Wisconsin gouda, which you can buy at the shop. Um, our, the special baguette of the day is always changing. It's, it's things that we bring over and assemble on a sandwich. 
And um, there's a baguette of the day. It changes every that day. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. Oh, oh, today it was truffle burrata, peach jam, oh, and ham. God. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> oh, but our soups are generally vegan, just Very in case cool. you know, like you got to balance it out. Yeah, you your have, cheese, right? Yeah. Like there's, <laughs> um, but they're they're just amazing, and you wouldn't you wouldn't miss that they don't have dairy or a meat-based stock yeah. in them. Well, we were just talking about that there are some things that our friends make that are so good, even though they're exclusive of certain things that yeah. you would expect in, in certain dishes. So, that I mean... cake, the, mm-hmm. the dairy-free carrot cake, it's changed I gotta my... I got to try that one. Yeah. I mean, it's changed my mind. I we think will trade you... We can stretch ourselves. Whatever needs to be traded to yeah. get some of this like... You're in the, you're in the group now. <laughs> That's so right. We can barter. <laughs> we'll play. It. We'll play <laughs> Exactly. Well, one thing that we love to do um, in every episode with a guest that we have is, um, you know, you guys are bringing all of your expertise and the food that you make, and we want to highlight that, but also we would like to pay it forward and talk about maybe some of the food, the eats or drinks in the city that you love as well, so that we can continue to, to highlight additional folks here in Charlotte. Let's see. Okay, so I do want to say I have 14-year-old twins who I am teaching to cook, nice. and so why go out when your son will make you... Uh, Short rib tacos. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, well, we're coming to your yeah. house. Yeah. Okay. You know, we live in East Charlotte, and so he had to go to the. Um, I can't even remember the name of the little place, but they have like the freshly 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 made um, tortillas. Oh, yeah. So we had to get those, and yeah, amazing. But some places that we do love to go when we're not eating at home. Um, Kids all love Tacos El Nevado. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good place. We still need to go. We still haven't been. Her house is like down the street from yeah. it. We've said we this in every been. episode. We still haven't gone. Yeah. <laughs> this is embarrassing. You were not the first person to shout okay. out that yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. So Incredible. Needs to go. We, yep. we like to eat tacos in our house. So. What, what kind of tacos do you get from Tacos El Nevado? Uh, um, El Pastor and mm-hmm. the, um, I forget, the, the beef ones. What's it? I can't remember the name of it. Um, and my husband loves a chicharron. So. Yeah, here for oh, it. Yeah. Here for it. Um, let's see, another place. Okay, so um, I attended culinary school up in New York City, and one of my classmates, well, I'm married to one of my classmates. Love it. My husband, Jose, he works in the kitchen. He makes those amazing soups. <gasps> he's the oh, one who spread our makes, raclette yes, for us. He, he's the one that does all the clacking Got for the it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't put that together, but now it's adorable. Yep. We, tr- we try adorable. and have like a professional relationship and then you just get to the back of the kitchen yeah Yeah. spread those potatoes (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah another classmate of mine has opened up a restaurant here called artisan's palette i'll represent yes i adore that place yeah Uh, the food is great and the cocktails are amazing so we love going there my kids love going there too um, Those little bacon wrapped dates. Oh my god! And they're served in a pig. In a little pig. Oh Cute. my god! <laughs> All right. Well, we need to get our asses over there, and yeah. you know, let her know we're coming because <laughs> we're yeah. we're coming. <laughs> now, do you partner? Do you get to like serve some cheeses there? Yeah, absolutely. So another thing I didn't talk about, like what we're doing in the shop, is we're expanding our wholesale business. Oh. So if you look at the menu and it says cheese from Rachel and Jose, that's that's me. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, of course, uh, Krista buys her cheese we we curate her selection for the cheese boards um so yeah definitely getting cheese from us when you go visit krista at artisan's palette uh where did we go recently that was really impressive sosu 
Oh, it's right near Eastway. Um, yeah. It's a brand new ramen bar. I looked at their menu and I was like, this is my jam. It looks incredible. Oh. We'll be going there at your earliest convenience. I have convenience. not heard of it yet. Yeah. So brand new ramen bar. I think they just literally had their soft opening and they've just officially opened yeah, like a week ago. ago. Yeah. You know, I'm a cheesy person. The tagline <laughs> is powered by Naroodle. <laughs> so, okay. You have to have... Uh, into anime to ah, understand I did, that one. I missed that. Naruto. I was like, is that a name of a cheese? Oh, no, no, that's an anime. Yeah, oh, okay. Naruto. No, yeah, yeah, got, got it. it. I see it now. Got it now. It took me a minute. Yeah. I'm a visual person. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> she says, running a podcast. We are neighbors, I think. Like, we are. Know. We talked about that. Yeah, we're Obviously. really close. Yeah, right yeah. around the corner. That's um, awesome. I had a lot of food at the market at 7th Street. Um, Gino D's Pizza just opened up, and their grandma's pizza is amazing. Ooh. Their little uh, pizza bites are great. Pizza bites. Right. Yeah. We, we walked by, and we were like, should we get a cannoli for dessert? But then you come in hot with the pot of creme. Yeah. And we were just oh. like with hazelnuts, and it was incredible. And we were just like, well, this is literally the perfect date night. Starts with a little salad, goes into raclette, and then ends with this yeah. beautiful little dessert. And then the wine. And, and the, the wine. wine. And the wine. Yeah. It's a perfect like com- culmination of all of those things. So another place we loved going to, or did, when they were at, uh, when our neighbors in the market, um, Jimmy Pearls. Yeah. So their their balance of acid and salt and sweet is, is, is great. We've met them. Yeah, they were here. They're going to be yeah. the episode right, pretty close to right before yours, so it'll be fun. I still haven't tried their food. <laughs> I have, and it's incredible. Well, we tried to go visit them at the Behaven uh, Food and Wine Festival mm-hmm. that oh was gosh. happening at Camp North End, mm-hmm. yeah. which was... So much fun. So good. But I think we got there too early and they came in probably shortly after we left and we were stuffed. And we had to take a food coma break. There was a food coma break that happened. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just slept in my car. I, I'm not sure. I, I blacked out. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely need to get on the ball there. And yeah. everything that I see on their social media, I'm like, oh yeah, well, I need that. Yep. Need that in my life. I'm going to need that ASAP. So, shout out to me, peace. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Good stuff. Awesome. Rachel Claybauer from Orman's Cheese Shop. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, any parting thoughts and wishes for the people of the Charlotte community? I'll do it for you. Come eat this yeah. cheese. Come eat the cheese, right? Come eat the cheese. Come eat the do cheese. Do you have a better tagline than that? <laughs> Orman's Cheese Shop. Come eat the cheese. Oh, my gosh. No. Oh, <laughs> I'll I'll you to, you're welcome. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm definitely going to be back at Raclette Night soon and buying a, a Rush Creek Reserve to have for Thanksgiving yeah. or Christmas morning because it sounds like that's a tradition I want to be a part of. So uh-huh. thank yeah, you so much. Exactly, yeah. right? You can create traditions for yourself. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for sharing with us everything that Ormond's is. Everybody listening, please go support. Buy some stuff. Pour melted cheese over potatoes. Yeah. It is incredible so good so. thank you for having me i really appreciate it and thank you for supplying us with this beautiful oh, oh, yeah, enjoy oh my god this. This well, we are like, gonna yeah <laughs> i've just been staring at it this whole time like i i'm listening to you but it's just it's like it's whispering to me while it's sitting here if it's anybody wonders why i've talked a lot in this episode it's because it's because jen has always had something in her mouth <laughs> for this batch my name is jen my name's abby and this has been amused, amused boosh, boosh.